0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Gymscast with your host Joel Kleber, and this is episode 14. However, this is episode 13 from the Facebook Live video. So if you wanna watch the video of this, um, head over to the Gyms Group YouTube channel, or well, it's on our Facebook page, and this will be episode 13. And I think when I listened back to this one and watched it, we were in the new studio, so for a while we were doing a setup with, in front of my computer with the webcam and just the Rode mic, um, and that lasted a while, and that was good because it was all about the content, but the video quality wasn't the best, and. We have new content guys involved in the team now with Jake and Ben who do a great job. We have a nice new camera and this was the new setup so we had like a desk and a big gym statue in the background and uh, it was a bit more of a show feel. And just letting you know what happened in Jim's. Uh, on the weekend we had the Melbourne Franchising Expo and Jim uh, went there and did a talk on the Saturday and on the Sunday from around 1 to 1.30 each, each day and hang around afterwards and signed his books and people took a lot of photos with him and there was even a few babies in the photos with Jim's and it's quite funny to see the reaction from people to Jim at the Expo. They don't realize it's him, they don't believe it's him, obviously, because he doesn't have the beard and the hat anymore, but once they find out, it's quite funny to see how starstruck people are. But we thank you for everyone who we met at the Expo. Um, There's a lot of cool people who came up to Jim and, and had a chat and to our guys who were there from, um, I think, Mowing and the antennas and security stands as well. But it was a really good day and hopefully we can do it again next year. If you did meet Jim at the Expo and took a photo with him, please upload to social media and use the hashtag Jim's Group. Okay, so without further ado, Here's another episode of #AskJim, which is always Wednesday nights at seven o'clock by the Jim's Group Facebook page. Have a great week, and thank you for listening. Okay, welcome everyone to another round of uh, Facebook Live Q and A uh, with Jim. How are you tonight, Jim? I'm good. I'm That's good. great. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and run through some housekeeping now. That, for everyone who doesn't know, is now available as a free audiobook download by gyms.net. So if you click on the Meet Jim tab, free MP3 audiobook download. It's really good. And also, two signed books. So for Jim's favourite question, um, he will award this one. And for the one that I like, um, we'll award this one tonight, signed books. And Jim will make a note of the comments or question that he likes. Special thanks as well to to Jim's Cleaning. So as people don't know, we don't own every division. So the divisions that we own, we're cross-posting their page. But a division we do not own is the Jim's Cleaning Group. So they've got around 20,000 followers on their page. So thank you to them for allowing us to cross-post this live feed. And welcome to everyone watching by the Jim's Cleaning Cleaning Group. Uh, I so uh, I also wanted to give a plug to this because Haydar dropped this off, and I think this is really cool. Mm. So Hader, uh, dropped off uh, their all-purpose surface spray, and I had there's around four or five products. I had a look at their website before, and um, this is just one of them, which is the. all I have used this today. Um, people want to see me cleaning the whiteboard in the office with it, and I've actually cleaned my desk. And it's a really cool little product. Is that is that Haydar's
1: white on that one?
0: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty. Yeah, it shows it chose it chose, chose well with the model. So he's put that on there as well It's an awesome product, and there's a full range of them which can tackle all areas in your home the main benefits that they're environmentally friendly and they're safe this doesn't smell at all i remember i sprayed it on my desk before and um you can't smell anything um and it's basically this product has also eliminated their insurance claims and you would know this too well because back in the day with cleaning they used the wrong products all the time and we'd have all these insurance it, it wrecks the services yeah so they said they've got to use the approved stuff. well this is not the only one but that's certainly monthly. Surfaces, yeah. But the cool thing about it is, is that I think there's no soap in them. They're made from plant enzymes and it works for ages post-spray. So I think, remember Peter Pan and Hayo were telling me when you get sprayed on something, it just keeps eating away, eating away, eating away. So for me, he's lazy. How it's much right.
1: does Haydo pay you
0: to do this? He's going to give me a box of this, a little bit tomorrow, I think. Right, okay. But I think it's a good product, big problem, because they had a problem with their, their division and rather than trying to, fo- they decided, tried to solve the problem with the product. And it's one of the, thing, the only products we have out there for a division. So... It's available via Godfrey's and the Gyms Cleaning um, website. So if you would just punch it into Google and that, and the box will be delivered tomorrow, I think. So, all right, all right let's get into it. Okay, so I'm gonna start with always as questions from last week. So if you don't uh, have your question answered tonight, I bank them up for the next week. So these are some left and I'll put them and we'll go through the live feed as we go. So I'll just come over here. All right, so, okay. So last week, Sal John via Facebook went, "Hey Jim, just want to know who came up with the name GoBlitz." So Jim's Plus GoBlitz. So this is an interesting one to kick off tonight. (laughs) No, I did. I did. I just thought of
1: a few names, and that was one that happened to be available on 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 GoBlitz.com. That was all it was. We're actually changing it to Jim's Plus now. It was advised to us that better than starting a whole new logo, to, to, to use the existing Jim's logo, because the idea eventually will be that we're going to get the. Our competitors to pay to buy our surplus leads, and then we're going to use that to promote this brand, um, Gyms Plus. And of course, our franchisees will get top priority. So that's, that's the basic idea behind Go Blitz now, Gyms Plus, to use our surplus leads to sell them to get more work to our
0: guys. It doesn't cost them anything. So there you go, that's a good question, Sal. So I'll go once to hear one. Craig, via Facebook last week, this was an interesting one, so I think you always say in the live feed, you say you get involved in complaints still, and people sort of think as a CEO, why would you be getting involved in that? So he's gone, why do you get involved in complaints still? Shouldn't you have someone managing that for you so you can use better use your time?
1: Well, yeah, well actually, we are. As it happens, we're just starting looking at, at getting a full-time person to so do a lot more than I do, actually to follow up complaints directly and just try and make sure every customer is looked after. But it is good for me to be involved with complaints because it it motivates me. Quite frankly, whenever I see a a comment that says, I'll never use gyms again, and I I read most complaints every day, I I, I think, this is is terrible, this is hopeless, we've got to improve on this. So it keeps me motivated. Some ways I like franchisees to talk to me because if I see problems there, not only can I help them, but I can also understand how there's an issue here, something we've got to change about
0: the system. I I believe in being, connected at the grassroots okay cool that's awesome great question there craig hater who's saying goes thanks for the plug Joel. i'll drop off a box tomorrow mm-hmm. so we have 100 people from mine and clean watching which is great so welcome to those people on those pages and jake will try and get those comments and questions if you leave on there through to me so we might cover a bit of old ground tonight because it's such a more viewership now there might be some repetitive questions so i'll flick through one here aaron audrey's gone why did you get rid of your awesome beard <laughs> It's all to do with women, I, I, as I say many times. I grew a beard
1: because back way, way back, I had a fiancé who liked beards. And uh, 19 years ago, I found myself single, not through my own choice, I might say, and uh, which is why Jim's marriage counselling might not be the best best um, thing to get involved <laughs> with. And uh, my beard was going grey. Actually, you can see a picture of it here in an old thing. You can see yeah. the, the beard's going a grey. say up there because there's another good
0: picture too. Yeah. Which is you there. That's yeah. from nineteen ninety nine. When you're in your
1: late forties and single, you don't look any older than
0: you are. So the beard came off. it's <laughs> a good answer. So there's another one there. That's the, that's a, fun, a pretty famous photo, that one. That's what I
1: looked like shortly afterwards. Yeah. I took the beard off.
0: So thanks for that one there, that's awesome. i, I do look a bit younger, don't I? You see if you yeah. look at the difference. You do. So I'll keep going on from here. So Brenton stops going, how did we get involved in a franchise? Via the Jim's Lying stream. Oh, just, just ring 131546
1: and uh, <laughs> somebody will talk to you pretty soon. What What will happen is if you give your address, the local franchise or in your area will will um, contact you and, and talk to you and go and see you and, and show you what's what's what. Okay, cool. So you can also visit the website and do
0: an inquiry via that. Which yeah, you, if
1: you go to www.gyms.net. That's it, yeah. And you can just pop through the, to Morning and put in a put an go inquiry see and see you and show on, you what's, what's, what's a useful right? stuff in there about Okay, Monk cool. So. Also, if you're interested in talking about gyms, get a copy of my book. I really want to plug it. I mean, this, this book here, it's the audio book and it's it. free, That's it. downloaded from there. And that will really give you a picture of, of um, not just the history, but also the philosophy, the ideas that make gyms different. I, I really recommend, we actually give a copy of that to everybody who comes to training because it's, it's, it's good. It attracts the right people. And sometimes perhaps it puts off people who really don't belong with us. Because it's very, very, very fanatical about customer service, which not everybody's comfortable with to the extent that which I take it. I just cannot stand seeing customers not happy.
0: So, that book there as well, I remember we did an interview series with Sharon, so stay tuned for that space. And she's, she was saying that that book actually got her across the line. She, yeah. was, she actually wasn't going to consider James, but she read this book, and her partner said, Read this book, and she did. And that's what actually got her across. Uh, and, and that particular, having Sharon Connell come on board, would be worth everything we've ever
1: spent to get that book done and created just that one person. Because it, it attracts so many. She's not the only one, too. Other yeah. good people are coming because they read it and they like the values and they like the belief system. Which is very different from franchising in general. Actually, I'm working right now on a book about the franchising industry, looking at some of the terrible things that are going on and, and talking about what should be done to change that, what, what legislation is needed at the national level.
0: So that's a, so that's something you're working currently at the moment. Yeah, I am. Uh, do, you have, do you have like an ETA maybe when you think it might be something you might be completed or? Oh, uh, next year sometime I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, that should be very very um, shake up the industry I guess. Well, I don't know if it will or not, but um,
1: yeah, the kind of things that I'm I'm suggesting will sound incredibly radical, but they're actually the kind of things that we do in gyms all the time. It's it's empowering franchisees, giving franchisees more knowledge and giving franchisees more rights.
0: Yep. Cool. Thanks for that one. So I'm just going to run through the live feed here now. I can see some comments and questions coming through. Thank you for leaving those. So Graham Moore says, "Hi, Jim and Joel from Dogwashing Forbes." G'day, Josie Brock. Um, I won't say wish happy birthday to Jim. He doesn't like it. So, but thank you for the, thank you for the I wishes. I don't think anybody who likes birthdays less than me gets more birthday wishes. <laughs> I think because when you say that you don't like something in Australia, if you don't like a nickname or something, they'll they'll keep giving it to you. So I know, I know. I've always hated
1: it ever since I was a
0: teenager. I never had birthdays. Sorry, <laughs> birthday for. So I'll run down here, so Darcy Cone, Varelskoe, what's your favourite lawnmower, Jim and Joel? Oh, we use Hondas.
1: Well, actually, um, Honda. the, the, I, personally, I like the AEG, which is the battery one. I, I, I mow the grass on my farm with it because it's really quiet. It's easy to control. You have to change the batteries a few times, but for personal use, I reckon the battery ones are great. But, but for contractors, they rarely use them because the batteries just aren't good enough yet. I think one day they will be. Once you can once you can actually, you know, mow the whole moroi lawns with two or three batteries in a day, for example, I reckon they'll become the standard because they're great.
0: Yeah, and I don't have a because I would probably not know how to use it and I but have you a, get uh, mine to. Mine your I would get Jim's your lawn. If, mine to mine, if I would, you have a lawn. If I had a lawn, if exactly you don't have right. a lawn. I don't have a lawn, I would get Jim's mine. I
1: don't pay you enough to be able to afford a pay for the lawn, do I?
0: No, you don't. No, yeah. not at all. I'm a, um, I'm wondering about the baby boomers. They've taken all the properties, and right. what I would use though is Haydar's product. Oh, get away! It with right your partner. That's what I'll be using. All right, so I'll run through another one here. Paul Sandals, this is a really in-depth question. I'll read this out. So, Paul Sandals, hi Jim and Joel. Paul from Diggers with here with you tonight. Hope you are both well this evening. My question relates to trying to juggle the fact that our franchisees are surveyed on their franchisor's performance each year, but also balancing that with the tough love that is sometimes required to help franchisees succeed. And in some rarer case, cases, stay afloat. Should we not have a trusted person from national talk to the franchisees who are not happy and find out why and what they're not happy about before breach notices are issued to see if the issue is part of the franchisor's responsibility, contractual obligations, or something requires more from the franchisee to help them achieve success through joint effort?
1: I Let me say something. I don't believe any franchisor is remotely at risk of getting breached because of Tough love. In fact, franchisors who give tough love, people like uh, Tino Grossi and Sharon Connell, tend to be the diamonds, the ones that come out the best, because, because franchisees know they really care for them. The ones that get breached are the ones that simply don't ring their franchisees or don't respond to their calls. It, it's clearly the case. Paul, there is no way in the world that a really fran- good franchisor who's trying to do the best thing by their franchisee it's going to get breached, and it's very obvious when you talk to the franchisees involved with that. Now, that doesn't mean to say it's always fair. Sometimes you can have a franchisee who gives you a bad rating, who just doesn't happen to like you and has it against you. But if you've got a number of franchisees, if you have, it's not, you're not going to come out bad if, if what you're doing. You, could, you can be, and, and it's, it's not just tough, it's tough love. If you say to somebody, look, I really want you to improve what you do because it's hurting your business, and you're getting less work because of it, and you're not making as much, I know you're capable, I know you can do that better. So come on, let's get together, let's return those phone calls. I'm quite sure if you do that and you really care about that person, you will not have too many franchisees saying bad things about you.
0: So maybe you just wanna tell people why why that question come up is because they, we obviously survey. Yeah,
1: we, we survey our franchisees every year. It's an anonymous confidential survey. The, and we ask them to rate based on uh, how often they pop, phone put and put the them. How um, quickly they get back to them. Maximum allowed is twenty-four hours in our system, and how helpful they are. Uh, and also, there's the questions about how many meetings they hold and um, they've, they've been invited to, and uh, how they how they rate their income as being good, satisfactory, poor. So it's the first three questions about calls, proactive calls, reactive calls and surveys that are used to rate out of 100. The, the best franchisors get rate in the 90s, they're what's called diamonds. If you get down below the 50 you, you, you tend to be risking a breach notice for, for not doing what
0: you should do. Thanks for that question, Paul. It's a tough one, mm-hmm. um, and we're glad to answer. It is It
1: is yeah. tough. Jim's is tough at every level. Jim's is tough. We are very, very tough on franchises for customer service, but we're also very tough on franchisors for looking after franchisees. Interesting thing is, though, and it doesn't make us popular all the time. But the levels of service has gone up dramatically. This diamond category, 90% plus, didn't even exist until three years ago. And then we have people were doing so much better. There's less and less franchisees doing poorly every year. And the same thing, the levels of complaint have been dropping steadily for years. And they're going to continue dropping. And as we do that by some weird coincidence, we actually find the volume of leads is going up and up and up all the time. Despite the fact that we're not advertising anymore, so it's not a coincidence. Jim's is all about service, great service to franchisees,
0: great service to customers, and sometimes that hurts. So thank you for that question, Paul. It's pretty tough one, and Jim's obviously glad to answer it. So I'll just run through now. I've got it all sorted in my mind, so I can see everything, and I'll run through down a lot of stuff real quickly. I've um, just got a couple of quick questions here. Matt Bailey's gone. What was your first whipper snipper you ever used? And this is an interesting story. Well, it was it was a shikatani. I was one of the first contractors in Australia to have a
1: brush cutter. Look, I apologize for anybody who heard the story, but basically I used to get very frustrated when I was mowing lawns because I couldn't do all the edges. I could do the edges with a wheel, but I couldn't do around the trees. I actually went into the mower shop one day with with a mower to be fixed and I was wandering around the shop and I saw this thing in the corner, this new idea just out from Japan, and that's what it was. I had no idea and he told me and I bought it on the spot. Because, because I just wanted to make the job perfect. And then I could do a job that no client could
0: do for themselves. So that was great gadget. That's a great question, Dan. Jossie Brock's gone. Whose puppy is that on the whiteboard? I enjoy seeing her on Instagram. So a <laughs> uh, lady called Sylvia brought her young uh, Staffy Tyson in. So give you a tip, fellas if you ever want to get um, some girls messaging you, put a picture of a puppy on Instagram or something like that and watch the DMs fly in. But that's the, we'll make that the official Jim's dog and comes in every couple of weeks. and. It's good to have around the office, so I should bring out caboodle in caboodle. caboodle. Yeah, caboodle, in, you should bring yeah, in. Yeah. I can mix it up in there, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So Derek Spice has gone. Hi, Jim. Should we not have two trailer five star stickers instead of one? So should we not have isn't two it, trailer five star stickers instead of one?
1: That one for both sides of the trailer? We send Well, two? I
0: think it, I think Derek's saying there's only one. I think he's saying we should have two. So maybe they're only getting sent one.
1: Probably. We'll send two.
0: We'll send two. All right. So there's your question. There's your answer, David. Uh, sorry, Derek. There should be one from yeah. each side. Because exactly, uh, you're right. There should be one from each side. Yeah.
1: We want to recognise our, 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 our five star franchisees, which is a lot, actually. I, I think we um, at least half of our franchisees would be five stars if they want to well, go for it. I'll make a note of that. And more with
0: time. Yeah. So let's make a note of that. And uh, if we're not sending two,
1: yeah. we should send two.
0: All oh, right. Done. Good stuff, Derek. So now I'm going to run through some of the live feed comments here, right from the start. So David Cardillo tuned in, which is great. Oh, thank you for letting us know. Levi Johnson's gone, Jim's gas and gas pump and go. <laughs> Not a bad one. Kawaku, he's gone, note of appreciation, used Anthony of Jim's mowing in Canberra in Canberra, and he did such an awesome job on short notice for a lawn mowing and yard maintenance job. Thanks, Anthony. That's great. That's awesome from a customer tuning in saying so that. Thank thing, you, Matt. appreciate that. Matt Sheldon's back in again. Hi, Matt, who gave a great suggestion via email during the week. Yes, yeah. yes. That was um pretty cool. That was a nice interaction. And then um, John Idem is tuning in again. Josh Gill, um, let's keep going down here. Levi Johnson comes. Jim's Olympic rowing. Junior Cameron. I have the spray. It's a great product, so we'll give that another plug for Hater. So another staff member uses that. That's awesome. Okay, I'll run down here. Scott Scott Greener with the question. Gone. Can Jim and, can Jim add any extra information in regards to being a franchisor? Other than that, is what is on the website. So we do have videos explaining what a franchisor is in small segments. But can you add any more, any more information if somebody wants to become a franchisor? Look, it's it's a great business. It's an incredible business. You can
1: buy a regional franchise. Let's say with twenty franchises, maybe quarter a million dollars. It'll give you you know reasonable six-figure income, working from home, flexible hours, helping people. It's it, you compare it against a service franchise, say a, a retail franchise like a. Uh, KFC or something like that, and it's an incredibly better deal in my humble view. Um, we've actually got a case our that we've got we're actually selling franchises in regions. Um Andy today just came in and said he decided well, to buy a region himself know, yeah. Sharon yeah that's I said well a it shows you a good product, deal don't you because it's such a it's such a good mm-hmm. business. Um, but um look it is a great business but there's one thing that you've got to have You've got to be the kind of person who likes helping other people. That is the absolute core of it. If it's not your, it was not your passion to help others, you don't want to do it because it, it's 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 ringing people up and saying, "How can I help you?" and being a friend and being somebody who can who's really on their side and who can encourage them through the through the tough times and and who can congratulate them when they've done great work when they've got a great survey. It's that it's that for the right kind of person, it's a wonderful wonderful job. And someone like Sharon. Connell is a very warm person. It fits so beautifully because she is that really caring, loving sort of person. And a and franchisee's lover. And everybody, everybody loves Sharon. But if you've got that nature that you just like helping people, it's a great business. But what I'd suggest with any business you're looking at going into, whether it's a franchise, whether it's a regional franchise, being a franchisor, do some investigation, do your homework, and talk to as many people as you can. Ask them the good, ask them the bad. Say, so what's the bad thing about being a franchise or is it the fact that National's always on your back to do better? The fact that you get surveyed yeah. once a year, and sometimes it's unfair and, and sometimes there's pressure to do things, the performance. Sometimes you need to pick up the phone and ring your franchise, you don't always feel like doing it. So
0: you gotta you gotta do as much research as possible, and the best way is to ask people. That's a really good um question. So thanks for that one. So I'll run through the comments there. We're catching up, which is great. Thank you for leaving comments and questions and everyone is tuning in. This is really awesome. And we'll keep going down. So, Stuart Rainbow's tuned in. He says, I'm looking sharp in the shirt. What do you think of the shirt, Jim? I was getting a bit of briefs today in the office. about. bit. it's not too bad. Wow, what's the shirt for? What is that like, like a tie shirt or something? Is it? I don't know what is, I don't know. It's what I thought it looked nice. Wear it. It's not too bad. Basically, that, Stuart. Jim's memeing's tuned in again. He says, We've got a full desk set up now. Yes, we do. We're, we're upgrading a bit from the old traditional webcam and that. So, um, yeah. we just, we'll get in there, but we're going all right. Um, Karen Giles has said, Happy birthday, Bookkeeping Borkham Hills. Matt Sheldon, let's run down here. Don't
1: expect to get a lot of thanks for
0: your birthday. <laughs> I'm notoriously a non-birthday person. That's true. That's true. It's catching up here now. All right. Paul Sanders said thank you. Paul asked a question before about the um, the surveys. Enver's gone. Hi, Jim. Hi, Enver. Enver's from, um, I can't remember which Enver. It's one of the Cleaning Group divisions, Enver. Enver's a franchisor. Enver, um, Bab- Bab- Bagriani. Bagriani, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, okay, all right. So he's yeah. tuned again. Yeah. So there's a question here from Josh Schumann. Um, okay, this is an interesting one. He goes, hey Jim and Joel, two questions. One if you don't one one if you didn't start Jim's group with Jim's mine, what would you have started up with first? Well, it's an interesting I, one. It there. had to be
1: mowing because I was a mowing contractor. And uh, I am not I'm not decrying cleaning. And I had a talk with Haydar about this one day, and I said, why would you want to clean houses when you could be out in the sunshine, in the grass and the trees and mowing lawns? And he said, Well, no, I, I I I wouldn't want to be because inside you don't get rained on, you don't get too hot. Cleaning is much better. You gotta do what you love. And frankly, I, I love, I still actually spend several hours a week out there digging, mostly on my farm these days, but, but cleaning out my chook pen. I just enjoy that kind of stuff. And that's why it worked. If I was trying to do something I didn't like, I wouldn't have been successful. So there's not a lot of options. If I wasn't mowing lawns, um, I could do something like um, tree being a tree surgeon, for example, that's not a bad job. That's really physical and, and outdoors too. So it has to be something you love doing.
0: That's a great one. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly right, Josh. I don't think there would have been any other sort of answer that Jim could have given to that one. So I'll run through. Here's a few questions coming through. So on the main page, John Render's going, how do you feel about franchisees that take leads, do one-offs, charge highly, and do not turn customers into regulars? Gives us a bad name being too expensive, Jim's money. Look. If you're charging treble the opposition,
1: that's not a good thing. But on the whole, probably our issue with franchisees, most of them, is they don't quite charge enough in my humble opinion. Most of my franchisees are flat out and they could probably charge an extra 10 20%. I get very frustrated when a person's asking for territory or even just zero and taking no work at all, even though they're paying their advertising. Why don't you put your prices up 10 20% Lose a couple of clients, maybe, and get some more at a higher price. Y- your income goes up by 20%. What, what's wrong with that? If, if people are prepared to pay, then, then why not charge a bit more? And I, I know that's not... I, I'm passionate about service to clients, but I'm not passionate about doing it at a really cheap price. I think I think we give a great service and we should charge a great price. The thing I have a problem with is not so much people who charge a huge amount and do great work, it's franchisees who charge a huge amount and do terrible work. That's something I cannot tolerate. And strangely enough, franchisees who overcharge are often very, very bad operators. And they're the ones who complain there's no work around. And, Why don't you do more advertising for me? And you see all the didn't turn up, and was rude to clients, and did bad work, and all the rest of it. You see all these bad comments coming through. And they're always complaining. And they, but, and they charge ridiculous prices. That, that's where I have a problem. If I, I cannot think of a great operator I don't mind if they charge a lot. In fact, you know, we, we tried to say sixty bucks an hour you should be aiming at. I know there's franchisees who are out there working by themselves who are making hundreds of dollars per hour. And I'm delighted with that. That's what I want. Because my first priority is franchisees.
0: I mean clients are important, but clients are important so I can keep my franchisees busy. That's a great that's a great question. Thanks for that one, John. And we appreciate it. John comes in all the time. Um, Basically, I think if if you're watching from another page as well, guys, just remember we're cross-posting. So if you're leaving comments and questions via the other feeds where the life is going into, make sure you head over to the gym's head office page and leave them in there. And I can see them in real time and I can put them straight to gym. Talking about prices,
1: a story from my very early days. When I first started off back in 1982, and I was really, really desperately poor and deeply in debt and I was just scratching for a living. Now, the interesting thing I remember being very proud of at that time is that every single client accepted my quote, and even people used to give me extra money. Now, at that time, I just thought that was fantastic. I look back and I say, you idiot. You should have been charging an extra 20 25%. It's just that one bit of knowledge that you could charge more, and I could have got myself out of problems so much better. That's so, a... even, I yeah. made that mistake, right? yeah. and I learned with time. Charge what you're worth. And if people are happy to pay, I don't mind how much you charge.
0: if you're providing value, I don't you charge you write your own ticket if you're generally providing value. In the customer sees it, I'll pay you whatever, you
1: know? Yeah. Any franchisee who's flat out must be doing something right. That's yeah. that's my view. And if you can do that and you can get yourself 150 bucks an hour, and I'm happy with that. I don't really care. I had a client actually complain to me once um, about a job which I just finished. She said you charge you more than my doctor. And I said, "Well, if you if I took twice as long, would you be would you be happy?" She said, "Yes." Well, I don't care. I did a great job for the price I charged, mm. and the fact that I made a lot of money, good on me.
0: That's a great one. So let us let us know you're here as well, guys, with a like, comment, or question for Jim. It helps us with the engagement and all that sort of stuff. So let us know you're here, and I'm getting through. I'm seeing him through right now, so it's great. Leave something on there, and I'll get to it. So Colin Harper, who was actually one of our book winners he before, he's gone. Do Jim's group head office staff franchisors spend time with the franchisee to understand the business from both sides? Do the head office staff... So he's saying, do do do, do franchisors and and office staff, for example, actually spend a day in the field with a franchisee, for example, to understand from a franchisee's point of view? That's what he's asking. Not
1: not head office staff so much. We put put them through the uh, induction training course. Franchisors would certainly spend time in the field with franchisees. In fact, most of them are actually... Franchisees themselves and they have often come up through the ranks. That's our preference. Somebody who's yeah. been a franchisee shows how good they are and becomes a franchisor, which is actually because franchisor rights aren't expensive. Often you can buy a regional franchise for less than the cost of a franchise. So it's not it's not a big expense. So they, they, they are very often the successful franchisees. So most of them have a pretty good sense of what's going on. There'd be very few franchisors who haven't actually
0: worked as franchisees at some time or other. That's a good one. enver um, has gone here with a suggestion. This is regarding the surveys again for franchisees, a franchisor, for franchisees. He's gone. Franchisee surveys are done around this time when it's not really a busy time for franchisees, as we all know. Yeah. Why not do the surveys twice a year, one in the summer and one in the winter, as the results will be quite different, in his opinion. Well, Enver, we can do it twice a year. All you've got to do is to fail
1: this one. <laughs> 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 and we'll and we'll you, give you a brief notice and we'll... we'll, we'll um, We'll ask your franchises again in November, uh, which is probably not something that you want to do. (laughs) I know we get we get this we get this complaint. Look, the reason that it's done is because the way we look at it, we have our national conference traditionally in gyms um, in July. Ask your franchises, and the the big event of the national conference is the awards. So the the, the, it's done before the it's done before the uh, it's done in, in time so that we can actually so we launch it in say May, so that we can get all the answers back. It takes a bit over a month and then we coordinate them and then we put certificates yeah. so we give the orders. That's the reason it's done. Maybe we get a slightly better um, response if we did it in December, but I, th- I think on the whole, it- it's asking questions like, how often does the franchisor call you? We're not so much asking, you know, are you making, well, we ask whether you're making good money, but that's a different issue. But you're not, a franchisor is judged by how much support they give. And if you're, if you're struggling and your franchisees, franchisor's on the phone to you every week or even every couple of days and saying, how are you going? Look, have you tried this particular thing? Did, you, did, did that work? Did, did the upsell we're talking about work? How's it going? That's, you're not going to be too negative about a person like that who's really doing everything they can to help you because you need their help. And yeah. that matters
0: a lot. Having a good franchisor on board in the tough times the person you really appreciate. I think today we had a big interview series with... We're starting our divisional franchise well. and sharon that's a big thing for me she was saying that in the first you know when a new franchisee starts she might talk to him five to six times a day yeah she does i couldn't believe it she does and then the, then the passion for how much you want them to succeed some of the stories she was telling me which, we, which it will be made available to everyone very soon as we get that content out there but i couldn't believe it five to six times a day with the new franchisee on the phone i don't know exactly how sharon sleeps sometimes <laughs> oh. she does she's she a it was absolutely
1: I couldn't believe it. R- rewrote, rewrote, rewrote the book on how to be a franchise Oh, knows. definitely, and it's going to come across well in the concept. Incredibly successful. Yeah,
0: the interview we did today—it's going to be really awesome. I reckon it's going to be a lot for everyone. So, if, you let, if you're if you just tuning in, this is great. There's a lot of people tuning in via various pages. Let us know you're here with a like, a question, a comment, or a share, even, and we'll try and get to it here. So, I'll run down here. We covered this one earlier, but I'll just touch it again because we left the question. Brett Watkins, go on. What's your favorite car brand? I think you said Honda and AEG. You've been using. Well, Honda,
1: our contractors use because yeah. it's a very reliable motor, and yeah. I personally like the AEG, the battery ones. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So I run down another one here. Joshua Elms has gone. Is there many mowing regions available? Been in it for ten years. Maybe do it for change. Ah, uh, not a lot, I'm afraid.
1: Then they they come up occasionally. The problem is, it, it's such a great business that the people just last and last. They don't often come on the market. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's very important.
0: Mm-hmm. They're very, very very rare, aren't they? Once
1: you've got about. If you've got, only got two or three franchisees, it's not a great business because you've really got to be doing so, mostly acting as a franchisee yourself. When you get to about 20, 25 more, it's, it's a really great lifestyle business. And most of the people just stay there for yonks. I mean, our longest franchise has been like 30 years now. That'd be Ron Sadowski, I think. Oh, yeah. Ron Sadowski's
0: got an interesting story up in um, Queensland.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Do you want to tell the story maybe about the, um, in the early days with Ron, how he, you gave him the whole of Queensland and he split it up? and. Yeah. yeah,
1: I sold the whole Queensland for $75,000, um, I think $25,000 deposit. And a short while later, he actually sold the Gold Coast for $95,000. <laughs> and I said, how could you possibly do that? I almost rang up the guy who bought it and said, do you realize you're being ripped off blind? And I thought, well, okay, I won't. We will actually tell somebody if we think they're overpaying, but in that case I thought, okay, all right, maybe, just maybe, um, if I have rang them up and persuaded them, I would have done them the worst, worst. But that, that business, the Gold Coast, is worth probably close to a million dollars now. It's been split three times. So yeah. It's it, done very well. It, it was surprising to me. I, I never expected gyms to do this well, quite frankly. Yeah. I, I set up a system I thought would be great for franchisees. I just, if, if anybody told me I was going to have nearly 4,000 franchisees, I thought, you've got to be dreaming. What
0: are you smoking? I mean. <laughs> So there's a few people tuning in, which is great, leave us a like, comment, and share. We'll get there. So Alex is tuning in. Says hi, hi Alex. So you's gone. Have you ever have you ever had any national office staff leave to become a franchisee, or, or vice versa? Um, actually, in the early days, we had a lady,
1: Karen Gilliatt, who was who was wonderful in the office, and um, she was talking about how much money it was making. So her husband, Andrew, bought a franchise. The trouble with that is he made so much money she decided she could quit her job at the office, so he lost her. <laughs> so uh
0: and you had someone buy a vision oh yeah
1: and, um uh, Peter Hansen, he yeah. was he was working for me as, a, as a, just sort of a manager in in the office in the very early days, and he saw how much money they were making, so he actually was cluey cool enough to buy the rights to New South Wales, oh, yeah. which is um you know, I think he paid like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the New South Wales right. He split off and sold off more than a million dollars worth of regions and recently knocked back a, an offer of several million dollars
0: for his region. Really? Yeah. How many, I think it's like 300, Is there 300 and something Z's up in uh, New South Wales. Awesome. Uh, and that yeah. particular, in having in Sharon was Yeah, Yeah. That's
1: right. So, so um, done very well. they're probably the most, most uh, extreme examples, but um,
0: yes. There's but, a lot of regions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There'd be a few more if you thought about it, but I think that's probably the two that will come to your mind. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I'll keep going through here. So some questions that have been flicked through me. I've been looking on my phone at other stuff. I've been getting the questions through here. So Hader is saying, "Is gone. Why do you have a farm away from home? you a pretty rural area, I guess here. So why do you have a farm away from home?" Oh, my farm's my farm's great.
1: You should come up, us sometime. Take you up there someday. It's great. It's it's like a
0: hundred acres, and we're doing
1: a um, like a permaculture thing. I've got a guy working on it, planting thousands of nut trees and fruit trees and stuff, and vast vegetable gardens, and we've got. Uh, llamas, actually, soon llamas. We've got uh, uh, chickens. We've got sheep. It's just, it's just. A, I, I love it. I just like to get away. I mean, it's half an hour's drive from where I live, but I just really like to get away from everything.
0: And you listen to a lot of audiobooks, You said before that's where you do all your thinking, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I listen to audiobooks driving up, down, and back. And when I'm when I'm digging on the farm, I listen to audiobooks and often about business, not always. Yeah. I, I just, and we've got a, we've got a house. With a, with a big open fireplace for the winter time, it's just it's just wonderful. It's my it's my retreat.
0: Yeah, it is. That's awesome.
1: But come come yeah. take you that, there, hope, huh?
0: So I'll go on this couple of the ones that have been sent through to me here. So Steve Walken's gone. Do I get a spotter's fee for originally putting Sharon Connell on as a franchisee? It'd <laughs> be a pretty big one. I should give you a knife, one Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very good comment. That one I like that one. So, so Sam AR by the Jim's Minings page is going, can anyone start a franchise with you guys with no money and you guys help from starting from scratch? Just a question. Maybe a lot of people would ask. We do get this one a bit. Mm-hmm. People just with no access to those funds where they really want to start. There's, there's not really money. I don't know what we can. No, there's not. They're, they're really... Because the basis of our system is,
1: first of all, you need your equipment and stuff to start with. But also, when you start off as a franchisee, you're either buying an established business, which is good if you can... Or you've got your all providing you with extra advertising, with pay-for-work guarantee where you get paid for doing free work to get you going. The trouble is, if you don't have that, you're likely to fail. And frankly, I'd rather start a franchisee, I'd rather lose a prospective franchisee than have somebody start and then fail for lack of work. Yeah. So that's as simple as that. Some Look, in some divisions, like fencing, where there's so much work right now, we we are trying to work out a way to get the price way, way, way down.
0: I think how much unserviced lead percentage, like 60% or something? Yeah, something,
1: something. like 60% unserviced. Fencing is terrible. Um, but other divisions, some of them, sometimes mowing is pretty bad too, but um, Andyman, we've got terrible problems with unserviced leads there. Um, there's quite a few divisions, which are mostly ones that are very physical. The white-collar one's not quite the same, but
0: so much work around. Yeah, it's a comment we get all the time. We get it messaged on... Um, Facebook and stuff all the time. How do I get started with no money? But um, I know there's some solutions which they may be working on, I know There's some finance deals they've been sort of working on with Jim's finance and some other options maybe, so. Yeah, Jim's
1: finance can sometimes help you. I mean, you've got to have a good credit rating, um, but there are ways of doing it with very little down. You can also um, hire your equipment sometimes. There's a, a system called Easy Rental. It's one of my ex-franchisees it's Ben Cavalieri. So you can actually
0: basically rent the stuff. Yeah, and that happens quite a lot. Mm. So we'll keep running down here. So um, if you're here watching, let us give a so like, comment or question. We'll keep going here. And basically we'll run through another couple. And uh, if there's anything more that comes on the feed, I'll keep an eye out for it. So this is a couple from last week. So Stephen Archer, because this is with the Mr Burns promo, uh, one of your favourite characters. He's going, was the Smithers off the office? That was his question by Stephen Archer by Facebook. <laughs> don't say me. Man. Man. <laughs> don't say me. <"Man."
1: laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like toadies. <laughs> frankly, I, I, I find I like people to uh, tell me the truth. If somebody tried to soft soak me, um, and, and I, I know I know I, I shouldn't, I'm going to put you in the in the, um, the poo here, but no, I remember no. once that uh, Joel said to me, I discovered the secret of getting on with you, you don't disagree with you. And I said, You could not be more wrong, Joel. But he's learned a lot. Now. I, do, I do argue a lot more now. He argues a lot. If he thinks I'm wrong, he tells me. And, it, and yeah. as far as I'm concerned, if somebody's not prepared to say, I'm wrong, you've made a mistake then, well, they don't really belong in any senior position in this company.
0: That's it. Because oh. I'm
1: often wrong. My wife will tell you I'm always <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Well, sure. But he's learned yeah. a lot. From I, do. I, I do. I make a lot of mistakes, and I need people to to tell me the truth. I don't want any toadies. No. And, I, and, I, and I expect that in franchisors. Do I have franchisees? And franchisees will get very annoyed at me at times, and, they, and they'll tell me off, and they'll tell me I've done things wrong. And sometimes it's, you know, exactly enjoy it, but it's actually very helpful. Like, like Matt Sheldon, I don't know if Matt's still on the... I mean, he, his, his email to me, the initial one, was, was quite aggressive in a way. And I sort of argued it back a bit when I... But then after a while, I thought, well, hang on, he's got a point in this. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it was good. And, and actually, I like people prepared to have a go at me and, and, and say, Jim, you know, I disagree with this. Now, in a lot of cases, they're not going to get anywhere because they, they want to say things like, well, if I believe that a complaint is wrong, you should delete it. I get that all the time, without evidence. And I say, I can't do that because it'll undermine customer service. But there's a lot of times people actually object to the system and I, and I think about it and I say, well, you're right.
0: Oh, that's a, um, I didn't know I was going to go on that tangent, but that's a good one. And uh, it's not me, it'll be someone else. Um, Melissa Polak Polak here is on, hi Jim, the new banking guidelines from Royal Commission seem to be making finance very difficult to attain across all areas. Have you seen this affecting franchise sales across the group? That's a really good question. Mm. Look, we franchising, um, finance has become more complicated over the past year
1: um, it is it is a struggle there's no doubt it's it's an issue it's becoming an increasing issue we, we've got ways around it like like the gyms finance people have got this deal going down that that, that can get finance when other people can't provide it but we're looking at taking the cost of franchises down we're trying to do a deal for the fencing division right now because there's so much work there so especially when there's so much work we're trying to actually get franchisors to charge a bit less. But it's you're right, it's a problem. There's no question about it. But but you have to do it. Look, apart from anything else, I will say this too. It's... We learn a lot in franchising. And one of the things... You do need money to help a franchisee to launch. But at the same time too, if a person's invested their hard-earned money in the business, they put some money down, it's actually... It gives them a commitment when things are difficult, especially in the early days. And one of, the one, of the, the one kind of person that I would say absolutely no to as a franchisee is a young person whose parent, father or mother, has paid for the business. And we had a case like that just recently, Somebody from out Ballarat way. And I discovered that the mother had paid for the son's business. And I rang up and spoke to the mother and I said, We cannot accept him because, in my opinion, he'll almost certainly fail. And, and, and looking at his job history and stuff too, it was obvious he wasn't ready for it. And she just said, well, he can't find a job. And I said, what he needs is a job. So what I actually did is I put him put him on to the local franchisor and I said to the franchisor, do you have anybody who needs work? And he did. So actual fact, he put this young bloke in touch with one one of his franchisees who needed to help helper. And that was the way. And down the track of it, when he gets the hang of that, gets some money
0: together, puts some savings, then buys a franchise. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good point, actually. And mm-hmm. that's because you know from years of experience, that's always a pretty. We do know that when
1: they, people put nothing down, the chance of failure is very high. Our failure rate pretty good. We lose in the first year, what we call first year attrition, is around about ten percent. And 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 some of that ten percent is people who just sell their business or they get offered a fantastic job. They're not all failures. But but attrition is incredibly important to us, and we do know. If they don't put any money down, the attrition rate is significantly higher. And even if you haven't lost any money, if you if you spent months and you haven't made a lot of money, that's that's a bad investment of your
0: time and your life. That's a great question. Thanks for that one. So Amber, here's got another and I like this question here. And we'll probably leave it a couple after that. because what does Jim think of air task and high pages? Will this bring an end to the franchise business in the long term? Um, no.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I take these people very seriously. We've got billion dollar businesses charging into our turf. But the one thing that we've got that they don't have is a relentless passion for quality of service. And there just is no comparison. I know people who've used high pages and the, and the experience is not good. You know, you get a whole lot of people supposedly quoting. Now, maybe they can get the cheapest price, but yet they don't turn up or they do lousy work and there are all kinds of things. But what we've got to do with gyms, is not to be more savvy in terms of mass marketing but to get our customer service better that is the way to do it that
0: is the way i think you're talking about this today pretty heavily we've been talking about this for a while and that's where we can compete we can't compete mm-hmm. they've got teams of i'd say maybe 30 programmers you know all these digital guys and they'll get you they'll do ripping websites in terms of just saturation massive
1: like. massive campaigns of advertising yeah. and so forth they spend far more money than we do exactly. but the interesting thing is i mean hype page has been around for a few years so it's okay what's the effect on our, on our business. I mean, surely there's been a decrease in leads. Well, actually, our, our leads have increased dramatically. Last year, over 180,000 unserviced leads. So as as airtasker and the high-pager companies in the market, we're getting more work. More work, not less. And we're not spending more advertising. If anything, we're spending less on advertising because in some areas, we can't spend it. Yeah. So as our customer service gets better, because that is the end the experience, a customer has, now if they want ultra cheap price, sure, go to our page, don't come to us. We don't want you, quite frankly, if all you want is the cheap price. But if you want great service, we want to be where you come to. And that's the customers we want for our franchisees. Not the cheapest chips, not the, I don't care how rough it is, I just want it done cheap. I want a great service done. I want great support, I want, I want, we want great people offering great support. That's our, that's our end of the market. We don't need to own the whole market. We want the quality
0: end of the market. Now, i think it's important to those systems as well under that they're because they're private they're backed by all these investors all right they obviously want to return their money so they obviously with the system as well they farm the lead out multiple times they try and skimp on the back-end customer service by maybe offshoring the back-end support as well they've put all their money in getting you into the funnel from the front end with all these ad campaigns and whatever else But like post customer experience and customer experience they don't really from what i can tell objectively put that much into it whereas well, with jim it's the other way around absolutely it's on the back end which is all the systems i had three
1: separate cases today, where I approved a payment to a, to fix a job done by a franchisee who's actually left the system. So not a problem at the time, it's a problem that arose several months or years after the initial job was done. And I've approved payment to make sure that client is properly looked after ever. How long is this high pages going to do that? How can they? Of course they can't. It's not part of their DNA. They wouldn't even care if the job was done wrong the first time. And we do. And that's the difference. And that's why we can compete. Our, our challenge is to keep on getting better we've mm. got to get better every day we've got to get better at looking after our customers and better at looking after our franchisees so technology is fantastic and we are working on all kinds of ways to improve what we do and the better we get the more
0: we're going to leave anybody else in our way yeah i think i think that if they ever catch up with the customer service side that's where the problem is right but mm. you know basically the way they do is all these seed angel investors want to return on their investment they want to run it as lean as possible. You know, strip out things where they are and they're stripping out the customer service. I am the
1: CEO, let's put it bluntly, yeah. of the largest franchise chain in the country. Any customer that rings the office more than once gets sent to me and I'll settle that job till it's fixed. How on earth is Hype Pages going to compete with that?
0: Well they can come on the live feed and actually leave something in there and we'll read it out to you here. <laughs> Have a live direction to if you. If anybody from
1: Hype Pages are watching, you put your put your comment we'll <laughs> you read it out for you.
0: So I'll run through here. If you're best joining us for the first time, thanks for joining in. Let us know you're here for like, comment or question. Um, someone here has gone with a question. Where is it? I'll run up here, which is quite funny. He says, what Glenn, Glenn's gone, will we ever start Jim's buses? We've had this a few times before. Jim's rides, Jim's buses, Jim's limos. Yeah,
1: probably
0: not. Probably not for that one, Glenn. We,
1: no, we, did have, we, did have, we were talking to Jim's limos at one stage. Jim's limos. Yeah, there, right. was, there was a discussion about Jim's. I suppose we probably could do that. But, you know, to compete with the likes of Uber is really difficult. You know, they're they're so well advanced
0: in what they do. I think it'd be a tough one. It really would. Yeah, and this is the same sort of explanation. So we appreciate that question, but that's a really good one. That gets a lot of things going. So I'll run through a couple more here. This is a bit more a few cheeky ones running off last week. So obviously last week uh, we realised that Jim's favourites were villains. So Charlie Jackson's gone, what's your favourite Mr Burns quote or scene as he's your hero? <laughs> oh, the $1 $1 trillion dollar banknote. Trillion dollar yeah, banknote. Right. Love the
1: trillion dollar banknote. You know, if everyone knows the story, I mean, you, you should all be Simpsons fan, It's fantastic. <laughs> it's still a trillion dollar banknote, yeah. and eventually end up in Cuba, which is about to go capitalist until they handle handle Fidel Castro this trillion dollar banknote. And of course, he decides he can be communist after all. And then after that, they become refugees. You know, on this raft going back to America, and. And, 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 and Bernsey has this wonderful quote, he <laughs> says, if it's a crime to love your country, then I'm guilty. And if it's a crime to steal a trillion dollars and give it to your country's enemies, I'm guilty of that. And if it's a crime to bribe a jury to equip me, then I'll shortly be guilty of that as well.
0: <laughs> I love like that guy. That's a ripper. So I'm just running through some of the comments and questions here. There's a few more. Um, I'll run through one here. Um, Andy Bam's gone... Yeah, you know, what did you do prior starting the Jim's franchise? Did you ever trade? Um, I think that was one. Obviously, we've answered before. Jim was a mine contractor. Well, I was, I was, I was actually, I
1: was actually a postgraduate student. I was. You were too. Yeah. I was, well, was going yeah, to be an, an academic. Academic. I, academic. I was going to. I was going to be a teacher at the search
0: university. That was my plan. Completely failed that one. Dominic bushel has gone. Is a loud shirt today, Joel at Jim's? No, it's not a loud shirt today. Just put something different on. He's also gone. What about Jim's funerals? I've been going on about for ages, and I think he's an undertaker. So he works Jim's Funerals. I don't know how that would go, um, oh, yeah. but, but thanks to that <laughs> if one. If you then. want to be buried by Jim, I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to bury my competition, but be I like don't know about my customers. I was yeah. waiting for that one. I thought you'd say that one. Okay, so I'll run in. that's a great of the scene as well. So Archie Hood, he's gone here via Facebook or via The Office actually before. You said you like villains. What are your five top, top five of all time villains?
1: Well, I'd I've say from shows.
0: <laughs> I
1: love Montgomery Burns obviously and uh the Palpatine.
0: Palpatine was one, yeah. So I I the there. Emperor
1: Palpatine. Yeah. Um I love the original in the original um, Batman. You know the ones with Toby Maguire?
0: the original Batman? The
1: original Batman. How long are we going back with that one? That's the one with Toby McGuire, you know, you know, where he's um Been
0: a few Batman's is has been Christian Bale. No, sorry, guy. not
1: Batman, I mean Spider Man. Spider Man, right Spider Man. Okay. Yeah the original one of my favorite films you know no other success no, sorry what is it um with great power comes great responsibility that that's that one now i love the villain in that first one which is the scientist who actually owns this business the green goblin the green goblin yes, yes. and he's he's kind of like a sympathetic character but in the end he goes he goes berserk because they try and take his company off him and murders them all which is a as a business owner i completely sympathize with that
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry and then, and then, and then, in the second version, you have the octopusy one, who's also a scientist who goes crazy or something. Yeah, with the octo
0: doctor thing with the um. So, the, I, uh, as a scientist yeah. and
1: as, as being power hungry, and <laughs> these people speak to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there one more thing else? Four, with four, is there one more? You like Bond? So oh I, Bond no, really? no, 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 no! Of
1: course, uh, Darth Vader. Oh, there we Darth go. Darth Vader, I love Darth Vader. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean that's that's. And I, I actually prefer Palpatine. He's the he's the one who does all the the plotting, right? The plotting and the villainy and the and the and the cunning and the betrayal and everything else. But but um, Darth Vader is good. I actually love that the prequels. I think I said it. See, I like the prequels because how Darth Vader goes to the dark side of the fort. that really, of course, that really appeals to me. The only thing that's stupid about about um, Star Wars is when Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, tries to get. Darth Vader to kill his only son. Now, you have to be stupid to do a thing like <laughs> that. Because I love my kids. There's nothing in the world. You try and get me to kill one of my sons, and I'm going to blow you up with a nuke.
0: So, that's why if you had to redo really it. That's the thing you would advise him not to I do.
1: would have said to Palpatine, don't make this mistake. And he still would be a friend of the universe, you <laughs> see.
0: So there you go, if you had to redo it, that'd be the one bit of advice I, 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 I,
1: I can advise. I can advise these villains. I get pretty annoyed at villains when they do stupid things, too. I think villains are going to be clever. They, they've got to act sensibly, at least according to their own rights. Okay.
0: what do you do that for? So I was going to say, if anyone's going to do a movie and they need some sort of scientist villain type character, maybe, yeah. maybe Jim, you could get in there and not make all their mistakes. You might probably actually win. Well, that's the idea. That's the actually, idea, right?
1: yeah. I, when, when I when I was at school, we did we did Richard III, and I was Catesby, which is Richard's sort of evil henchman, and we were having this big fight on the stage, and the, and the, and the director yelled, "Kill Penman," because I kept on, I wouldn't keep giving giving up. But actually, when we were at, uh, I used to do the um, Con- evangelical kites conference. We used to do um, like what do you call it? Um, improv. Yes. Well, there's a group of us who were all very into this kind of stuff, and we do the. Um, and we do these little plays, he so just had the out one and we'd sort of work them out and make up the script. Talk. It was incredible fun. And, 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 and I was always the villain. I had to be the villain, which was so wonderful. And uh, <laughs> there was one play actually that we were supposed to do that I was like, they, they, there was no villain in it. And I was like a TV anchor and, and the kids weren't reacting too well. So I sort of rewrote myself into the villain, which, which puzzled some of them. <laughs> Well, that, is, that is so
0: good so that's a great question and um, that's a good insight into Jim there for you um, I didn't know that as well from last week the Mr. Burns stuff I've been cracking up about that all week and um, that was that was quite well, a... I, loved, I loved your promo that one yeah, yeah. so actually Jake Jack, yeah we come up with that and Jake done some great work on that and put that all there and that was a really cool card as well so mm. thanks to Jake so it's been really good so I'll leave you with one more question here that's it thanks to everyone who's tuned in tonight it's been awesome we appreciate your comments and questions if we didn't get to them we're going to announce the book winners in a minute so I'll end with one question, which came by. I think it was via John Jim. I think it's some fake account, but it's a good question. He says, "Who are you going to vote for?" Uh, well,
1: I'm 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 on the right of politics, pretty obviously. Um, probably just liberal. i might vote Australian conservatives and, and and then reference liberals.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Look, if I if
1: I if I if I if I was going to vote, my hip pocket. I'd go for Labor or Greens because I want the economy to get stuffed up. So people get thrown out of work so we get lots of franchisees. It's
0: because people don't realise that. You probably, we do better during the... Um... Yeah,
1: we do better. We we did... Our best time ever was during the Keating recession in the 90s. We grew by 40% in a single year because all these executives were being thrown out of work. And that was that was fantastic times for us. But I'll, I'll vote for what I think is the best for the country, which is, you
0: know... We always get Jim for PM, so we always see vote one for Jim for PM. I would
1: make, I would not make a politician. I actually said to Tony Smith, who's my MP,
0: I said Tony, I would not swap your job for mine. <laughs> so Joe, Joe Bennettooch is on, who's actually a cleaning franchise. he has gone. Clive Palmer, lol. What do you think of Clive Palmer? Cause I've seen, I've seen that that balloon of a man on these big billboards all around the thing, and no, people. I'm sorry, I got no time for him. Just no. buying, trying to buy political influence and stuff. I don't think he's a good man. I think I agree with you. I'm sick of seeing your your, your picture around Clive Palmer, so take it down, mate. And um, you maybe need to get Jim's personal training. I would say that as well. So I'll run through here as well with a comment from one of the main ones before we leave. So Harrison toff has gone, good evening, Jim. Me and my mate are great fans of your success story and your franchise. It would be an honour if you could shout out my mate, Luke. Luke! How are you, Luke? There you go. So thanks for tuning in. Someone's gone, Nicholas Walton's gone, Kirk or Picard. What's that reference to? I've got no idea. Oh, Picard, definitely. That's yeah. Star Trek. Next oh, generation. Star Trek. sorry. Picard. I'm no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm. Kirk or Picard.
1: I, I am pretty keen on Star Trek, but I definitely first generation. Next generation is the best, and Jean-Luc Picard. He is the captain. He is the the captain. I don't know why anybody would make <laughs> would make James Kirk the captain of a starship. He's an idiot. <laughs> Now now I could imagine Spock as being the captain maybe but not Curtis. <laughs> but you could imagine Picard as being captain. Don't you don't you poor ignoramus, you don't even know who Jean-Luc Picard is. Me? You are culturally in,
0: illiterate. That's why I should have the shirt to make some culture to give me some bit of class. I've got no idea what that one was, so I apologise to Nicholas. Next generation. Walter about that. Next generation. So I'll have to check it out, but there's the answer, <laughs> Picard. So thanks for that one. So we'll leave it there. Thanks for everyone who's tuned in on the various pages. let's um, all of the books now. So which oh, question yeah. did you like for the book? So that's your one then?
1: Well, look, I, I like that question about villains and stuff, but since I already gave it to you, I reckon the question about high pages was good. That was from by that one? Because it's a smart yeah. it's a smart question, but also it's very important. Something we we're talking about just today. Yeah, yeah, all the time we talk about it. Yeah. And um, the
0: one I'll give I like Melissa's one about the um The Banking Royal Commission, very common sense question. It is definitely very harder. So, dare you match your details, guys, your postal addresses, and I'll post them out to you. Just a reminder that hashtag Jim's Logo Comp is going live in force. We do search the hashtags on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook for them and everyone loves seeing them. So, we'll always bank them up the next week and show them. So, keep using that and getting there. And um, thank you for everyone who's tuned in by the other pages. Um, You know, we've been trying to do the comments and stuff as best as we can with the new setup. We'll do this setup again next week, and we thank you for tuning in. And um, get your questions and comments in during the week as well, guys. That helps us out a lot so I can bank them up here. And I have them on a bit of paper and we do get to them all. So if you do leave them during the week, it's a pretty much a guarantee that we'll get to your question or comment. But thank you for tuning in. Leave us a like, comment or share. And anywhere, anything you want us to talk about next week, as I said, leave it in the next one so I can get prepared for gym. And, I'll, and I don't show the gym before, so these are all fresh questions to the gym. So. He doesn't have any time to prepare for him, so. <laughs> he prefers when I don't prepare. I do, I do. In the past, we used to show them a couple of minutes before, then I get a good reaction out of gym than prior, and it sort of might be a bit, you know, a bit more not as authentic. So these are all authentic and real. I'll give one more shout-out to Hater. maybe get myself an extra box. I love this product. I've used it in here. I know you're not giving me the light, but I'll, I'll put it back over there but we'll get them tomorrow. But remember these books as well, free MP 3 download is an audio book, which is great. You know, we're not making any money out of that. Audio, audio books are fantastic. I love audio Definitely books. Definitely get that. And that's available as well, Jim's book. That's on Amazon Booktopia. And um, tune in next week again, we'll give two more signed copies away. And thanks for your comments and questions and your interaction on the feed, we much appreciate it. Thank you to Jake, the producer in the corner there, doing a great job with this nice camera setup, and we've upgraded the set here. So remember, tune in next week, same time, 7 o'clock. Australian Eastern Standard Time Melbourne we are by the Gyms Group page or any other pages we cross-post into. So we'll leave it there tonight. Thanks for for your time, Jim and thanks for your interaction and answering some tough questions tonight. So we appreciate it. Alright, everyone have a good, good night. See you next week. Thank you for listening to that episode of the Gyms Cast on the Gyms Network. If you want to see more of this type of content, make sure you let us know by following at the on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn and also all the Gyms Group stuff on the various platforms. Also head to the Gyms Group YouTube channel and give us a subscribe. There's some great content there. Leave us some comments or questions about what you maybe want us to do on the show next and we'll try and do that. Also head to gyms.net and you can learn more about Gym there. We hope to see you next time.